We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, or I should say, ah, no, no, Le Bleu, you fucks, you let me down, lamb here, yeah, uh, Alex love it, uh, let me guess, you had Switzerland winning that one, huh, you fuck? <laughs> no, no, I didn't have Switzerland winning, I, I honestly thought that France was going to play their best game and they were going to pile it on Switzerland, uh, but it was just funny how you started the podcast, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> mm, ain't, ain't everything funny at my expense, huh? Okay, <laughs> was that, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting you to start the show like that. Fucking. Oh my god! But you are a massive uh, French national team fan, and that's it, it, it's kind of weird. Why why don't you support the 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 dirty lambs as you call them? So so here's the thing, right? Like, I'm not going to speak on your behalf because Mexico is actually a, a good team, right? Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we'll about that, that one. for a different time. But like Greece historically is not a good team. It's not that I don't support them. I like Greece like a little too it's subjective, right? Okay. Um I love the men's national team, US men's national team. Fun fact, I think I like them more than any team that I root for. Honestly, mm. it's the one that gets me the most passionate about they're in a different tier because of oh shit you got an arsenal jersey on i just caught that i do how, dude this is why i wanted this to be on video but nice. it's all good man i need to get a haircut anyway i got one today you know i got a nice weekend planned you know Ooh, ooh, shout out but yeah i'm wearing an arsenal one um and that's only to cheer you up a little bit because it does sound like you are a bit affected by by france <laughs> so let me let me get back to france right the first the first one of my first sports memories the 98 world cup okay france goes on and wins it thierry Henry was like 18 19 years old from then my guy that's why i root for arsenal love okay. love thierry Henry. my favorite my favorite soccer player of all time so Ever since then, just had a soft spot for the French team. My first jersey 
my Zidane jersey, 02 World Cup. Remember that vividly also. Had a customer of mine who was Japanese. The World Cup was in Japan and South Korea, I believe, right? Yes, in 02, yes. In 02, and Mm -hmm. he went there for a game. And he actually went to uh, Portugal, USA, 2002. Portugal lost to the States. 3-2, wasn't it? Yeah, 3-2. Yeah. Brian McBride, a young Beasley, young Donovan. You mentioned Brian McBride, sir. You know where he played? Where? He played on he he played on Fulham, no? Uh yeah, I think he did. But yes, he did. In the MLS he played for Columbus Crew. Come on, man. (laughs) That's our biggest rival. He played for Chicago Fire. And he's from he's he's from the suburbs of Chicago. He's friends with the guy that coaches soccer in my high school. Oh no shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Small world, right? Dude, a legend, a good legend. A good legend, yes. Uh, he, shout he out Arlington from, Heights. That's where he's from. Shout out Arlington Heights. Didn't know yeah. all that. Okay, let's get back to my France love, right? Because we're already <laughs> off the fucking rails. So ever since then, dude, I just had like a soft spot for the French team. You know, I, I rooted for them in every major tournament. I always support them. I was very happy in the 2018 World Cup also because of, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it, I'm a degenerate. And that's another reason why I'm <laughs> fucking devastated over what happened. Let's start off with France. I did very well in the group stages in betting. One of my favorite things to bet on in major international soccer tournaments, Alex, is correct scores. My favorite score line in soccer, 3-0-3-1. I take a favorite, I bet them 3-0, and I bet them 3-1. Get some good odds on those. Okay. Explain that a little bit for me. Why why 3-0 or 3-1? Okay, so when a team jumps out to a 2-0 lead, one of two things happens. The other team becomes desperate for a goal, and they might get it to make it 2-1, or they get caught on a counter to put it away 3-0. Okay. If they get that goal to go 2-1, they open themselves up even more because then they go for the tie because in group stages, goal differential and just accumulating points is the difference. So 3-0-3-1, just always, always a fan of that. And there were a, a lot of 3-0 games. So I did fairly well in the group stages. Mm-hmm. I won some good money on Bucks to beat the Heat in four. And I rolled all that money into the Euro Cup. Okay. And it was a nightmare two days for me. <laughs> well, you mentioned the 3-1, and for at about the 80-minute marker, you were about to hit that bet So France not, was up 3-1. Not only did I have a 3-0-3-1, I also was heavily invested in an England-France final, which I told you about, because yes. I hit up Alex. I was like, yo, who's going to be in the final? You're like... Man, I think France and England. I was like, dude, me too. And then I was like, all right. Alex said it also. We're doubling down on this. <laughs> Made a financial investment. I also bet Benzema, top goal scorer. He scored four. Four, so yes. He had, he had two in the last game against Portugal and then two 
in the game against Switzerland, Ronaldo got knocked out. He has five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, they got a chance now to maybe play one more game. Maybe he gets another. You know, Benzema is very streaky. He'll get like 10 goals in five games and then he'll disappear for like four or five. So I'm like, yo, now he's only one behind Ronaldo. In these bets, if they, if you tie and you're the top goal scorer, you still get paid out because oh. technically it's a tie. Okay, well, that's nice. So I'm like, yo, and I also have a parlay of Benzema, England, Benzema, France. So I'm like solid as a rock <laughs> at like the 80th minute. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all of okay. a sudden, what happened, yeah. Alex? Help me. Yeah. Well, they they collapsed. They collapsed, and and for that that goal that tied up the game and sent it to extra time, you can blame one of the guys. Well, the guy that scored an absolute banger to make it three one for France, Paul Pogba. What was he doing? That that defense, which by the way, they started off the game with a back line of three, which is something that they never do. I've never seen a Didier Deschamps coach team play with a back line of three. It's probably happened. I just not, I'm not aware of it. But that defense got sliced. Like it was like a knife through butter. It was unbelievable what what happened. And you you would expect that if they were facing Portugal, if they were facing Spain, if they were facing you guys got the gist. A powerhouse. But they were facing Switzerland. And as gritty as they are, as organized in the back as they are, as physical as they are, you you cannot be giving up these goals. That defense got sliced up and I think it was it, it was a sign of the times when you saw uh, defender Clement Longley from Barcelona starting in the middle of that back three, and um, and the, yeah, the way that he was spinning around looking for for Seferovic when Seferovic was already celebrating the first goal, he was spinning around looking for the guy that he was supposed to mark. Yeah, well, he's over there with his shirt off celebrating with the rest of the team. So this French defense for. As, as good as they are defensively, that was their ultimate downfall. If, if that's not irony, then I, I don't know what is. But that's uh, it, was, it was disappointing to see how a team this talented just fell apart in the last minutes of the game and how they gave up a lead. Incredible. So there's something I want to talk about that uh, I think, I don't know if a lot of people have mentioned, but you know this Switzerland core. Now look, it was a it was a shock that France lost and that they blew a lead like that. And if you know soccer, when you're a powerhouse and you're a favorite of that magnitude and it goes to extra time, your butthole starts to pucker up a little bit. It's a little <laughs> tighter, right? The pressure now is on you because as a team like Switzerland, you wanted to go to PKs because you're like, yo, anything can happen here. Yeah, France is better than us nine out of ten times. We saw it. They were dominating. That whole second half was all France. Oh, yeah. The, the, those first. Especially after that missed penalty. Those, Yeah, those first. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that missed penalty, man. And then w- within two minutes, Benzema scores two goals. And I'm over there like, yo, not only are they going to win the game, this motherfucker got four goals now. I'm hyped as fuck. Mm-hmm. This Switzerland team, you know they won the 09 under-19 World Cup? Yeah, they did. The core of Chaka, Arsenal. <laughs> yes. The goalie, Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Seferovic, uh, mm-hmm. Shakiri, 
Who's Shakiri? Pogba. Um, there's someone else. There's someone else that's playing still. Um, oh, Perisic. I know he didn't play in the knockout game. Play way better for their country than they do for their club teams. Have you that's noticed true. that? Yeah, and I'll, I'll add one more. James Rodriguez. Really oh, the, the the ultimate <laughs> like the staple of Renato Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? I'll, do you remember Manish on Portugal? Uh, I remember him in the 06 World Cup very, very vaguely though. Yeah, I, 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 I could not tell you about his like. You his were a young buck. You were yeah. a young buck. But he like when he would play on Portugal, bro. He played like mm -hmm. the number six role in soccer, like the holding midfielder. Mm -hmm. He was a fucking beast, dude. I just remember that he scored the only goal against the Netherlands in that game where there was like six red cards. Yes, um, yes, he famously scored. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would score a lot for Portugal in like major tournaments, but he was like the poster boy of this take. And now it's become <laughs> James Rodriguez, who with Colombia, yeah. he's like the best player in the world. But when he plays for everyone else, it's like mm, he's hurt. You know, yeah, he's hurt or whatever. So this core of the Switzerland team, I, I think it's fair to say, is like their golden era of players. But on the flip side, it's like, man, France, you. Like you dominated that whole game. You take out Griezmann too, which I didn't really understand. Yes, that's a huge question that everyone has. Why Antoine Griezmann? He was playing really good, actually. Yeah, and also he's a guy who could take the ball and put it in the corner, and he can you know kill time. He draws a lot of fouls, which is what you want because then you know by the time he gets up, he's holding his ankle or whatever it might be, and then it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna milk this. Mm -hmm. So it's just frustrating. I want to ask you about Mbappe. Dude's been getting torn apart. Do you agree with it? To an extent, yes. I, I do agree with it because he just set the bar so high. He has set the bar so high for himself, and rightfully so. He's 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 the future of this game along with Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund. Um, he didn't score a single goal in in this uh, in this competition. And if you go by the stats, yes, he deserves to be slandered because this is a guy that was a huge part in France's win in Russia. But now with that being said, if you watch the games, there was no creativity. There was no creativity from, from France's midfield. And when you look at, and I'm just talking about the tournament in general, not, not necessarily about a specific game, because against Switzerland for those 30 minutes, it was the most creative team on the planet. But there was no creativity, and Mbappe had nothing to thrive off of. There, there was nothing that... He can only drop so deep. If you pin him to his midfield, then he no longer becomes a threat because he's not that type of player. He's the player that will, of course, in a counterattack, he'll, he'll blaze past you. Well, you'll just, you probably won't even see his number. That's how fast he is. But Kylian Mbappe was doing a lot. And he was moving a lot and, and or trying to create spaces for himself and, and trying to get the ball and, and dropping deep to get a touch of the ball. But it just didn't it didn't work. And a part of this, I don't want to blame it on Kareem Benzema because they play somewhat of a similar role. The characteristics aren't the same, but they played somewhat of a similar role. And I don't know, maybe they were in each other's way. I, I, I really don't know because what's the only thing that changed from Russia 2018 to this Euro? The addition of Karim Benzema. So I I, I do think that that we should hold Mbappe accountable for not scoring a single goal. But 
again, I just don't think that the, that that he his teammates were particularly at that at that level. And also something that I want to point out, and this is something that I heard uh, from actually the Barcelona podcast with uh, Dan Hilton. You you know him for Blue Wire. Mm-hmm, Shout mm-hmm. out to him. Um, I heard his co-host. I I do not remember his name. I do apologize, but I know he's Dutch. That's all I remember. He said. Why does DDA Deschamps put Kylian Mbappe to, to take the last penalty? Don't you never put your superstar to take the fifth penalty in a shootout because they have double the pressure. They have the pressure of being the superstar and they have the pressure of making the final penalty. And again, I want to make it very clear. This isn't my take. I'm just repeating something that I heard. Um, Do you and, agree and, with and that I, take? I agree 100%. I agree 100%. It should have been like... Um, I, I, I don't know. It should have been Marcus Turam that that got sh- subbed on. Yeah, the guy that should have taken the penalty. He should have been the one that takes the fifth penalty. Kylian Mbappe should have opened up the shootout. It should have been him. He would have probably scored. He would have probably scored. And every great player misses a penalty. It, mm-hmm. It's happened to Messi, Copa America final. It's happened to Ronaldo, Champions League final. It's, it's happened to... Um, David Beckham. David Beckham. It happens to everyone. So I'm pretty sure Kylian Mbappe is going to come back better. And I, it, it, I felt really bad too because he was apologizing for for that. Like, don't apologize, man. You've you led your country to a World Cup championship just three years ago. So there's no reason to apologize. Um, but what do you think about that? Do you think that your superstar should be taking the fifth penalty in a shootout, or or should you leave it to someone else? I always felt like the best players miss penalty kicks in shootouts. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no stats behind it. I can't tell you if that's factually correct from a statistical standpoint. I'm telling you from a watch and experience. I agree, though. And just like off the top of my head, I remember them missing in big spots, mm-hmm. especially in shootouts. Um, it's a lonely, lonely trip when you're making that penalty kick it is very different from taking a penalty kick during a game because during a game you have the guys outside the box running in for rebounds and a penalty shootout you're fucking walking 50 yards or like 36 and a half yards to the spot and Mm -hmm. it's you against the goalie it is a very isolating position i think the all the pressure is on the spot kicker than it is the goalie because the goalie's like, yeah, I'm gonna dive one way unless I have some <laughs> statistics to it. Yeah, I want my best guy taking a penalty, and me as an athlete, like for my teams, I remember I was thinking about this. I've been in four penalty kick shootouts in my life when mm-hmm. I used to play soccer. I went three for four. I always went fifth. Okay, always went fifth three of them i ended it that's a lie two of them i ended it on the last one celebrations i'm the fucking man whatever one of them i needed to make it to continue i got mbappe'd Mm. the other one i just had to make it to continue it we went into like a 12 overtime penalty kick that we ended up winning someone's crazy shots well yeah the guy that went first ended up taking two shots it was wild like our goal no goalie made a save and the way it ended one of these fucking assholes on the other team <laughs> sent it over and we're like, all right, cool. So, but what I'm saying is like, I was, when I used to play soccer, I was a specialist. I would mm-hmm. take every corner. I would take every set piece. I would take every penalty kick. That was like, and I used to play long balls, you know, mm-hmm. like that was my game. 
with that said, like I always wanted to take, like I wanted that on me. Now I don't okay. know if Mbappe's built for that. I don't know if that's his thing. Like you know, Ronaldo wants to go last because he's like, of I'm course. trying to do the pose. I'm yeah, trying to Instagram to this bitch. Off, yeah. Right. Right. So again, I just, I just think that it was. Uh, but yo, hats off to Switzerland for battling. Right down three yeah. one, and then sending in, then not crack. What about Coman? Hitting the crossbar oh, yes, at the, the 94th minute. The, yes, yes. Last play of regular time. Yeah. I know we spent a lot of time on France, but they were the favorites going into this. Let's and that's your over. team too. That's my so squad. Yeah, that's my squad. Le Bleu next time. Okay. England. Okay. Their best game of the tournament. Result-based. Yeah. Um, I also think I test watching them play. Yeah, I'll I'll be one hundred percent honest with you, Nick. I've watched the highlights only. I, I couldn't. I wasn't able to watch the full game. Um, I, I I fed off of the emotion of the fans. I follow mm-hmm. a lot of English content creators, and the way that they were celebrating this felt like they had won the Euro, which really scares me going into the game against the Ukraine because it's tricky. Um, I know I did say on my podcast that this was the moment for Gareth Southgate to show all of his attacking weapons. But I don't know. I, I, if, if he comes out with, with uh, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips again in, the, in a double pivot, I wouldn't blame him, honestly. Um, but yeah, I just feel like England beating Germany in a knockout game in the Euro at Wembley is so incredibly symbolic that it just gets the monkey off your back. It, the amount of pressure that Gareth Southgate has 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 gotten off of his shoulders, it's immense, and this might drive them all the way to a final. Or, it, like I said, it, it it might it might trick them into thinking that they accomplished something already, and they completely flop against uh, the Ukraine. But yeah, man, I'm I mean I've I've gotten mixed mixed reviews from this game. I've heard people say that it was. A, a very cagey, a very boring game, uh, but I've, I've I've heard people say that this was England's best game of the tournament. Uh, Raheem Sterling making an appearance, um, he scoring the first three goals of, of this English side in the Euro, and then uh, your boy Harry Kane scoring his first goal of the Euro. I, I know because I saw your tweet and you called he's him overrated. He's a jobber. He's a jobber. I don't know if he's a jobber, and I, I know I'm saying this with an Arsenal jersey on, but I love Harry Kane. I really do. I don't get it, man. You know, I'm a very, like, again, my favorite forward of all time is Thierry Henry. I love the Lukaku and Mbappe kind of forwards, the ones with pace, the ones that could physically break you down. Kane is amazing in the air. I mean, I think his header is being slept on. Like, that was a difficult ball to, like, kind of just. Yeah. It it was a weird way that he made that header. Yeah. He doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I had some people be like, yo, you're drunk. And other people being like, fuck, yo, someone had to say that. Yeah. Mixed so, reviews on him, too. Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. I will say this. The indie darling of England. <laughs> you know who you're talking about. Grelish. Yes. Comes in, and then they score two goals. Dude, If even if you're not a soccer fan, if you hear this, this guy, when they show him in the crowd, not the crowd, when... They show him warming up or talking to, you know, one of the the place goes bonkers. Yes. It's wild. He's like everybody's favorite. I didn't know this until I heard it on the broadcast. Only Neymar and Messi have generated more fouls in the big five leagues in Europe than him. 
Yeah. Premier League leader too. And you think of the Premier League, they got some fucking ballers all over there too. Yeah. But Allen had this take, which the more I think of it, the more I think he's right, is England might go on to win the Euro Cup not knowing who their best 11 is. Yeah, of course. He has Gareth Southgate has no idea what his best 11 is. He he's just putting these guys on the field right now and he's repeating a starting 11 because it's working. I guarantee you that he is not convinced that this is his best starting 11. Because surely there's a spot for Jack Grealish somewhere there. There's a spot for for uh for Jaden Sancho who's only played 8 minutes in the tournament. Absolutely criminal. Uh, there's a spot in there for either Mason Mason Mount or or Phil Foden, and if you want to get cute, there's a spot in there for Dominic Calvert Lewin instead of Harry Kane. Yeah, you, you can argue that for sure, Nick. I know you would probably love to argue that. Hmm. Um, this I I'm not convinced this is England's best starting eleven, and Allen is 100% right. They might go all the way, and granted, the road is looking very very easy for them to go all the way to Wembley on July 11th. They might go all the way and they will have no idea. They will have no idea what that what that starting 11 is or the best starting 11 is. Um now with that being said, if it's working, keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Don't touch it. I want to uh I'm going to skip over a couple of games and we'll touch on them as we do this preview now cuz I want to start breaking in the round of eight the quarterfinals yes sir um but i wanted really to, to spend time on france uh those fucking assholes okay <laughs> switzerland spain on friday is the first game that game alex is going to be played in saint petersburg mm-hmm. i have a take i have a take Let's Let's it see. seems like i should be getting all the credit for spain's explosion of 10 goals oh it was <coughs> it was sort of a hedge on uh-huh. my end because i bet them to both cover both games and the overs in both games because uh-huh. after being so putrid offensively they've scored 10 goals in two games so well done well played on my end reverse psychology for your bitch ass you know what i'm saying so i I'm going to side with Switzerland in this game. Okay. (laughs) All right. There's always a team that is weird when you look at the final four that shouldn't be there that ends up there. Now, I know you might say, bro, Czech Republic's playing Denmark. However, Denmark, third most wagered team to win the Euro Cup at the start. Now, I think it's fair to say they're the Cinderella darling of the Euro Cup, of what happened to Ericsson and how they rallied behind it. And look, they put up four goals against Wales. They've actually generated the most shots on target in the whole tournament by mm-hmm. a lot. So even without their best player, it seems like the two teams that have impressed me the most remaining have been Italy and Denmark. And I want to ask you this question. I know I've hit you with a bunch of like uppercuts and shit right here. When it comes to international soccer, do you think it's better to have a bunch of B to A minus players than having a Ronaldo, a Messi, a Neymar? Because the two teams that I mentioned in Denmark and Italy, 
they seem to play the best as a team. And I know they got some guys that play on big clubs. But if you're doing an open draft for the whole Euro Cup, it's going to take a while before you get to those two teams. Yeah. It's conflicting. I, I, I honestly, I know this probably isn't the answer that you want to hear, but I, I, I don't know. Because you look at France in 2018, and it's a group that has so much talent. But then you look at Portugal in the Euro of 2016, and it's Cristiano Ronaldo and like a bunch of solid players, their starters and majority of the Spanish of, of of the Spanish league teams, they're starters in the Premier League, but they're not superstars. Um, I I think that it is better to have guys that are mid mid carders, as as you like to say, guys that are that are good but not superstars, because I feel like you can manage them a little better, and that's exactly what Italy has right now. Because back in 2014, who who did Italy have? They had Mario Balotelli, Andrea Perlo, and probably some other guys that I'm forgetting about right now. But those are like superstars, right? Even though Mario Balotelli, again, a guy that never really did it for me, um, you know, for not because he didn't have the talent, but that's a different story. I do feel like it is better to have guys B, B plus, A minus, uh, maybe even like a B minus. You can manage them a little better and what you need in international soccer you need to have a solid idea of how you want to play and you just got to follow it and you got to do it because you don't have time to modify you don't have time to change you see these guys six times a year and and uh, that's when there's no international tournament and then international tournament comes around you see them for two weeks and then you have to play an entire month so you don't have time and you need guys that are willing to play in whichever way the coach is 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 telling them to do so and with superstars i mean you take a look at, at argentina Lionel messi for example that team plays how Lionel messi wants to play um but for as much as i love Lionel messi but they play how how or how messi wants to play and not necessarily tactically but like they bring in his friends and stuff like that that's a different story so um i get to answer your question a third time yes i do think that it is better to have lower tier guys but you still need to have we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A good crop of talent. 
Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And, and look, it's you brought up two teams right off the bat, Portugal in 16 and then France winning the World Cup who had superstar talents. So it's it's not like it doesn't work. But I'm just saying for this tournament, it seems like that's gonna that's been the case so far. So Spain versus Switzerland. Spain, the Croatia game really impressed me. I will mm-hmm. say that. They also blew a 3-1 lead, which apparently no one likes 3-1 leads in any sport, no matter what it is, <laughs> uh, in recent memory. But I think there's something about the Swiss, which I'm going to side with them in this one. Um, and the reason why is I think they are coming off a high of beating France. It could be a letdown like you were talking about before, where... With England, right? So, but I'm going to side with Switzerland because I think they have ways to neutralize what Spain likes to do. And especially in the midfield with Shaka, if he continues to play at the level that he's playing at. He, he's suspended for the game. Is he really? Granted, Shaka's suspended. Yes. Oh, he, fuck. Yeah. Throw that in yellow cards. Throw that entire... I know after this round, all the cards are like... yeah. Oh, so fuck that entire analysis. How'd I miss that? Yeah, I should have probably mentioned it earlier too. But yeah, he's he's suspended. And I feel like that's the story of his career. He plays a really good game. And then he finds a way to mess it up in, in another, in like the the next game. And an in this case. Asshole. And then in this case. I've already well, bet Switzerland know. too. Fuck this, man. Cash out. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I no, hope. I can't. Are you going no. with Spain on this one? Yeah. I'm I'm definitely picking Spain because I I had a huge question about Spain um, after their game against Slovakia, and everyone was talking about the five nil this and that goal fest. I'm like, okay, when Spain clicks, it's fun, but can they click again? And they did. They clicked again, and they had to face a lot of adversity because Unai Simon and and Pedri didn't communicate well and then, you know that happened Alvaro Morata facing all the criticism and I feel like everyone responded well so can they click for a third time consecutively that that's something that Xavi and Iniesta Spain would do but I I I, I the talent isn't there but I do think that they have a lot of the old Spain in them a lot of a lot of courage, a lot of heart. And and I know those are like very lame ways of analyzing a game, but they have a lot of that. And of course, in the midfield, they have a lot of, of, of good technical players, Pedri being one of them. Um Pedri plays for, for Barcelona, if you guys if you guys don't know, he's an eighteen year old midfielder who, by the way, was called up to the Olympic team for Spain. And um in I think in the calendar year, he's projected to play over a hundred games. So there's that. This poor guy in his legs, and he's only 18 years old. So if he pulls a hamstring somewhere, don't say we didn't warn you. And something else about Spain, they're getting help from players who aren't necessarily meant to be there to score goals. Cesar Aspilicueta scored. Mikel Oyarzabal is scoring. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Pablo Sarabia from PSG. He's scoring. Uh, you get guys like Pau Torres and Aymeric Laporte. They're scoring goals. It's not all on Alvaro Morata. And you see how this opens it up for Alvaro Morata too because he he scored against Croatia. He scored. And and he I'm sure he got a lot of pressure off of him too. So Spain is the better team. 
um and 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 i feel like momentum is is looking like it's going spain's way and they're making it click and again if they can make it click they're dangerous because they they do have a style that's very very tedious at times i i i definitely can relate to what you say nick it is it is a little too much when you have 80% possession and you're not being very vertical with it but this spanish team is very vertical they are very 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 vertical but um they're getting help from where they need it and i think they're going to pull through the game on friday <clears throat> three o'clock eastern time uh i've canceled the date with a plus one who i went and got a haircut with for lunch so i could watch this game am i a terrible person no you're not no you're not no my you're priorities not. Really are in order I, I hope my girlfriend doesn't hear this, but no, you're not. You're not a terrible <laughs> person. <laughs> and she's going to hear this because she hears everything that I do. <laughs> but um, no, 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 no. I've, I've, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story that I'm not very proud of. Uh, my, my grandmother passed away uh, about 11 years ago. Yeah. And, um, and they were uh, with the Mexicans and Catholics. We have like certain traditions and we had to go to church on the day of the World Cup final, Netherlands and Spain. Mm. Guess who didn't go to that church to stay home to watch Netherlands against Spain? This guy. I and you can you can only imagine how mad my dad was because that that's his mother that that passed away. But um I, I I didn't go to that. So I'm not gonna judge you for what you're doing. And now I hope my dad doesn't hear this because he's gonna remember. But I don't blame you, dude. <laughs> I've made it very clear to my friends, do not get married during the football season. Because if it's on yes. a Sunday, and especially in like January or February, God forbid the Giants make a Super Bowl and you have your wedding. First of all, my friends wouldn't do that because like they're all football fans also. Good. Um, so that wouldn't be an issue. But in the event that it does, like, bro, you're going to. I'm going to end up going to the wedding, but like with no care about the wedding. And it's going to dictate my entire emotion. You're going to be like that. this the whole time. Oh, You're yeah. Like this the whole time on Giving your phone. A best man speech. <laughs> like, oh, fucking Daniel Jones, piece of shit. That's probably what's going to end up happening. Well, to be fair, I don't think the Giants are going to the Super Bowl with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Nah, but with Russell Wilson next year, they will. Interesting. That How's would that? Be nice. How's that? Ooh. How's that Ooh. for a take? Someone archive this shit. We got all those first round picks. Sierra wants to be in New York. She also wants to be in LA. You know who's not going to get a quarterback in LA? The Rams are not because Seattle's not going to trade him to a rival. And the Chargers got the 2021 NFL MVP on their team, so they're not going to trade for him either. Jets got their quarterback. You know who don't got a quarterback? The Giants. Russell Wilson? Oh. Oh. What would get you? Well, no, that, that's a stupid question. I was going to ask what would get you more excited to to win like ten grand on betting France or the Giants winning another Super Bowl? The Giants winning another Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, because I'm starting okay. to make money now too. I I hate that I just said that, but like, I'm in I'm in a good place now. You know, like I'm able to create content full time. Shows doing amazing. Got some other gigs we're working on under under wraps. Like, you know, like Future said, life is good. So the money, money is, I'm all, I've always been, bro. I've always been memories over money. That's always been my thing. I'd rather you be like, what was better? The, be honest with me. What was better? 
the Vegas trip we went on or if I gave you 500 bucks for the months that you were working with VM with me? Dude, I would have blown the 500 bucks in like a day. I would have made a stupid purchase. Of course, Vegas was better or would be better. We went, <laughs> yeah. to, we went to a UFC event. We hung out. We, we showed you the strip. Like it was it was a good time. You know, that's a memory that you're not going to forget. It's a memory I'll never forget either because that was the first time I was in Vegas for a fight weekend. Yeah. So like I've always been more like pro uh, pro memory than money. That's like my, my thing. You know, memories over money any day of the week. Okay. Love it. Uh, we got super sidetracked. Belgium, Italy. Belgium, Belgium Italy. Italy. I think game of the tournament. I think any other possible matchup is not going to come close to this one. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with, with that because Belgium, if they play the same way that they did against Portugal, it's going to be an Italian monologue. And I never thought I was going to say that, but it's going to be an Italian monologue. Italy's for 90 good, minutes. man. And Italy's going to score like two or three because they're going to be able to penetrate that back line somehow, some way. Do you, let's be honest, do you trust a back line that has Toby Alderweidel, Jan Vertonghen, and Thomas Ramallen, who probably has had like 14 knee replacements in the last six years? I don't trust them. And then, no, and also we don't know what the status of De Bruyne's going to be. That's he, the most important thing. If he's not he playing, hurt, it's yeah. So he hurt the ankle that he had hurt coming into the Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. And, dude, when he came on as a sub in that second game that they played, when they were down... Whole different team. Completely different team. He is the key cog to that entire organization over there. Um, yeah. Hazard came up limping, but at this point, he is who he is, right? He has flashes, but consistently it's just hard... He's had a lot of issues. You know, he's really played. quick on, on on Hazard. Really, just really quick. I suggested that Hazard should come on as a sub for that game against Portugal, and um, I said maybe 60, 65 minute marker. You bring him in. The game's tight. He opens it up. Yeah. What did they do? They started him. They ran him to the ground, and now he's probably not going to play for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, that's on Roberto Martinez. I'm sorry, dude. What can I tell you? You know your players better than anyone. And you do this to a guy that hey, that is injury prone. He literally said, I will never be the same again. And you do this to him, that's on you. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I think Hazard's role should have been a super sub. First guy off the bench, you bring yeah. him in as a spark. You bring him in to kill time. Um, still can possess the ball and keep it away from people and, and draw fouls. Like, dude, I remember the the 2014 World Cup, like, I think he led the whole tournament in fouls drawn. Him and, like, Neymar. It might have been Neymar because Neymar's always up there, but that's – but Neymar does it to himself, too. That's a different conversation. Yeah. I don't want to get sidetracked. Have South you been America. following Copa America at all or no? A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. I um, – I, I'll watched... be watching when it when it, it, it it's shaping up to be Argentina-Brazil. It's always Argentina-Brazil. That's what Conor Ball does. They always do that, just like in CONCACAF. Gold Cup is always going to be Mexico and the U.S. in, yeah. in the final. It's always going to happen. Except that, yeah. that one like Jamaica year. Remember Jamaica made it? Ah, uh, 2015, yes, yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Well, Jamaica's made it a few times. It's either been against Mexico or against the U.S., but they've never faced like a Costa Rica yeah. or a Panama, whatever. Gold Cup, I don't have time to talk about that. That's literally the worst tournament in, in, in all of sports. I don't care. Um, I agree. It's, it, it's so bad. 
and Chicago's not going to get any games, so I can't even go watch them. Whatever. Like, I'm not going to watch them on TV. Come on. I'm, I got other stuff to do. Anyway, um, Copa America. Yes, I have been watching a little bit. Um, this Brazilian team, uh, besides France, I think they might be the best team in the world. They, When they turn it on, they score four on you. And when they don't, they don't give you the ball. They just pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it. Good luck trying to get it back. My dad already uh, is has already bet them to win the World Cup next year from now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he loves this Brazil team too. And I didn't I didn't know this until he brought it up. It'll be twenty years from when a South America team last won it, mm-hmm. and it was the aforementioned Brazil. Yes. Yes. So Italy. I think one of my better calls on the preview show, and I'm so happy I made a clip of this Italian team, is that very different from historical Italian teams. They got some offense. They got a lot of depth, too. Like, they're bringing guys off the bench, and nothing is changing. Spinazzola, every time I watch him, I'm like, why is he not on, like, PSG or Man U on a big club? Leave him in Roma. He'll be playing Champions League soon. That's true. I promise. That's He'll true. be playing Champions League. I like this Italy team. I like them more than this Belgium team, especially with me projecting De Bruyne out. Yeah, because it, it's likely that he's not going to play. It's very likely that he's not going to play. And if he does, he'll be at like 50%. Granted, yeah. a 50% Kevin or Kevin De Bruyne at 50% is better than like majority of professional players. Um but yeah, this Italian team, uh, adding a little bit to what you said, their philosophy has changed completely. Because you look back at the team that won the World Cup in 2006, and you look at how they would play under Mar- Marcello Lippi, it's so different now to Roberto Mancini. And I was watching a video uh, last week. Uh, I-, I was watching it on the TIFO uh, football YouTube channel. That- that's a great, great YouTube channel. I get a lot of information from there. Just spoiler. Um and they were talking about how they appointed Roberto Mancini. And what they did, what they basically did, was that they watched that second leg um, against Sweden for the World Cup qualifier, the the game that they couldn't score, and they were ultimately uh, eliminated from, from any, any aspirations to go to the 2018 World Cup. They looked at that, and Man- Mancini was basically saying, all of these players are out of position. And... We are not attacking as much as we should be because there's a lot of urgency and we're, we're not showing it. And the guys up top said, well, can you play attacking football with this team? Will you give the the youngsters an opportunity? Will you put them in their positions? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay, you got the job. And sure enough, I think he's debuted like 20-something youngsters for the Italian national team. So there is a way to change your philosophy. There's a way to do it, and this Italian team is doing it flawlessly. There's so much fun to watch. I like Saturday morning w- before they played Austria. I woke up and I told my brother, "I'm so excited to watch this Italian team play." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe I just said that. I can't believe I just said that. I would never want to watch Italy." I was watching their highlights of the 2016 Euro. Eder was their number nine. Eder, where does he play? I don't know where he plays, nor do I really care. Half of you don't know who Edder is. Anyway, um, this Italian team is a lot of fun, and I hope they go all the way. I hope the final is England-Italy. Because England, 
you you have that whole it's coming home, and then Italy, best team in the tournament, gotta love it. Man, it's hard to disagree with those takes, man. It is really hard to disagree with that. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. I think from a fan standpoint, I think that would be super dope also. Um, look, it was something I was telling Alan. We should have expected this from Italy a little bit more, especially when they missed the last two cups. Mm-hmm. Not the last the two, cup. but like the they, they missed the World Cup. For, for, Which is when you're, a catastrophe. When you're Italy like you and you miss that, yeah, it's, it's a national travesty. Mm-hmm. So and they were flying under the radar and I wanted to just show them love because they're a team like they they're very San Antonio Spurs to me. They're boring. They play great as a team and they're always just like you just look up and you're like, "Oh shit, they're in the quarters." Like when did this happen? I do think the winner of this ends up going to the final. I'm going to go with the Italians though. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a that I mean, it's hard to disagree with your pick. Um, yeah, it, it, it's hard. Italy, impressive to say the least. Patreon roll call: Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Platies, Devin Rendon, Corey Johnson, Hoops, Ryan Pisner. All of you are going to be getting a free merch item within the next couple of weeks because you have been in this tier where you get the roll call, and also you've been streaking six months in a row. You get a free merch item if you're in this tier. For six months in a row, congrats to all of you. And thank you, most importantly, thank you to all the members of the Patreon, in particular you guys who are in this tier. So expect a free... Uh, actually, expect me to get in contact with you. I do have your emails. And um, I don't know why I said that, but I do have your emails. <laughs> and uh, I'll um, be getting in touch with you guys to get you some merch items. All right, Alex, let's run through the rest of this. Czech Republic, Denmark. I want Denmark to progress through. Mm-hmm. Feel good story. I like how they've been playing. Um, they're playing for Ericsson and the Czech Republic uh, ruined my Netherlands to the semifinals bet. So I'm very salty. So with that, I want Denmark to go through. I want them to go through as well. That I, entire I, I, game with the Netherlands changed when Delete got the red card. Mm-hmm. It was just only a matter of time. But yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which yeah. the same thing happened in the Sweden game too against the Ukraine. Oh, that was a disgusting tackle, by the oh, way. Oh, that I mean, Jesus. like, yo, that, that my, my favorite moment of that was the guy was, like, outraged that he got a red card after. It's like, dude, come on, bro. The ref went to VAR. If you guys missed it, he goes to VAR, looks at it one time. He's like, yeah, I fucked up. That's a red card. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, that, that's a red card in, like, five years of prison, dude. That's yeah, criminal. that was tough. So who you got going through in the Czech Republic-Denmark game? I'm, I'm picking Denmark, and not necessarily because it's a feel-good story. But um, I just think that they're the better team. They're the better team because they, they, they work well as a unit. And this this is, just, uh, I'm going to tie it back to a question that you asked me a few minutes ago about uh, if, if, if a team does better with, with, without superstars. And now that uh, Christian Eriksen is, isn't playing, the team doesn't necessarily have a focal point. They don't have that one guy that the ball has that the game has to flow through always, and that's not that's never a good thing if you don't have your best player out there. Uh, but they've used it to their advantage. And um, Mikkel Damsgaard, I, I believe that that's that's the that's the guy who um, 
who replaced Christian Eriksen. He's been doing really well. And and yes, of course. I mean, this is this is a feel good story. This is really really nice to for, for them to to do to do something like um, to do something like this for a guy that means so much not only to the team but to the nation that that is something that it it's just bigger than than sports man and of course I want Denmark to advance but I do think that they're the better team although Patrick Schick we are a um we're a we're a worldy we're a banger away from from Patrick Schick going to like Real Madrid or something because he's at some tournament one goal behind Ronaldo for the the golden boot top goal scorer. That's true. So that's and and right now I think only Lukaku could catch them. And you got to see what Lukaku does in this game too, because he only has three goals. So Ukraine, England. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I think that Germany game might jumpstart England to finally be that team who I'm expecting. I'm expecting a blowout here. I think England beats them like four zero, three zero. I think like that. I think they they jumpstart. Interesting tidbit. This game is in Rome. The only <laughs> game that's not going to be in London for the English side. They played all four games so far in London. This one is in Rome. Then the semis for both games are at Wembley and the finals at Wembley. I think England in a route. Yeah. Yeah, this... This also, well, this almost feels like it was made for England to progress all the way to the final, and then they can do whatever they like in the final. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's really, really no arguing that because you look at the talent and you just see that this English team is that much better. And if they can protect themselves well in the back line and and make sure that they don't concede any stupid goals uh, from a set piece, from any crosses, of course, you, with even Alexander Sinchenko, Manchester City's uh, fullback, he's he's a Swiss Army knife, really. He plays everywhere. If you can protect yourself from him, from Yarmolenko, from the number 10, whose name escapes me right now, from Ukraine, um, you pretty much have them in the bag. And I'm, I'm sure that with your attacking talent, the, the English, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they will be able to break the Ukrainian back line down and they will score more than once. Now, with that being said, it'll be very English- for the England team, for the for this English team, to be knocked out by Ukraine, <laughs> it'll be very English, and and I and I know I'm I'm poking fun at them, I don't necessarily mean to, but that's what history tells me. And I I don't know, man, I don't know. What what if they got used to <laughs> sleeping in their in their own beds for these last couple of weeks and then they go to Rome and they're like, oh shit, uh, this is in my bed. And then it's just little things that start playing with their with their heads. Or who knows? I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of this game is is on the tactical side, but let's be honest, soccer is a much more simple game. <laughs> it's 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 a lot more simple and that's why I love it. Uh, because yeah, you can be tactically very astute, but at the same time, tactics aren't everything. Uh, so who knows? Maybe the Ukrainians are like, oh, okay, well, we're not playing in London. And we just um, we just beat Sweden literally at, at the death we beat them. We can do this. Now, with that being said, Ukraine did beat Sweden at the death. And they played 120 grueling minutes. Someone called it murder ball. 
what was being played between Ukraine and Sweden this past Tuesday. So I do think England advances, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get upset by Ukraine. Hmm. I disagree. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll find out in a couple of days. Uh, no, so, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I want England to, to advance. Yeah. I got Switzerland, Italy, Denmark, England. Spain, Italy, Denmark, and England for me. Okay. Okay. Alex, you're the man. Thank you for hopping on. Tell the people where they could find you if they want to contact you and what stuff are you working on? Well, I appreciate the time, Nick. Thank you so much. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC. Um, I have a podcast, a soccer podcast, in case you guys didn't know, where I have these takes and a lot more. Uh, it's called Total Football Club. Uh, that usually when there's no international tournaments, once a week, typically Tuesdays, we are up. Um, but it's been chaos these last couple of weeks so you get like two episodes a week that is on spotify and on apple Podcasts. we're on twitter instagram facebook at total foot club total foot club on instagram twitter facebook and subscribe to the youtube channel nick you're the man thank you so much for having me and um i hope italy wins i <laughs> i don't know what else to say <laughs> i appreciate what you do for vm as well Alex is a lot of the graphics that you guys see. We got some fun stuff coming up. Um, check out the Patreon. Some some new stuff cooking up over there. Some new incentives and perks. Doing a lot of giveaways, like right off the bat. Um, Going to be announcing the final details and videos and a couple of other podcasts moving forward. Trying to get another episode because we've recorded this um Wednesday evening and then a lot of shit happened today the Giannis injury um, hopefully we have one member of the conference finals in the NBA and then also I really getting someone on on Friday for the NCAA stuff that took place so check that out patreon.com slash veterans minimum at the lame shows you can find me at veterans minimum you can find everything for the show and we'll catch you guys next time Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.